Hello, and welcome back to Fireside. Today is a topic that, um, you know, sometimes I get questions and I have to really sit and look at them for a while, and I don't kind of write out the podcast episodes anymore, which I used to, um, but I do write a couple of keynotes as I'm for me to follow as I'm talking. Um, And sometimes I have to, it's a struggle to get those notes out, let's just say, that either it's something that I find hard to articulate or is just a kind of tricky one. And then there are others where I'm like, yeah, (laughs) been there, know that. Um, And this is one of those because... um, one of the things I've always done is start big new overwhelming things. (laughs) Um, To always pick up things that are new and want to go in a new direction and then just feel overwhelmed by it all. Um, But I also think, well, I know that's part of the fun of it for me. So let's get into the question, which is from Gail. And she says, I am feeling drawn to a new direction for my business after asking for feedback on my work from my online community. It's quite a departure from my current focus, but it feels exciting to explore. In short, it would be teaching something I've never even considered teaching, which is only indirectly linked to my creative practice. It's given me this whole new long-term vision for my business, balancing teaching and making. I want to give it a go, but it feels big and a little overwhelming. I want to avoid rushing it while making sure I don't let it gather dust on the idea's shelf. I would love your advice on how to approach this. So first of all, there is an emotional piece to this and a need to settle into the idea of something that is a divergence from A, what you've always done, and B, what you thought you'd be doing. So there's an element of when you've been doing the the same thing for a while, and you kind of always thought that was what you were going to be doing, you have a lot of habits on in terms of what you talk about and how you show up but also in the way you perceive yourself that becomes very very boxed in and actually breaking that invisible box and all the made up rules you've made for yourself of why you have to stay in that box is more of a thing than people think we think oh I've got this business and I'm really free and I can change and actually the reality is you can but you've built yourself this really nice comfy box and it's much harder to get out of it than you think. That's definitely been my experience over the last few years really um, of having this perception of who I was in this business and what this business was and what it could talk about and what it couldn't talk about and 
that kind of mental barricade was really hard to get over because it was how I organised everything. Everything was organised because it was in this box and I knew what I was talking about until that wasn't what I wanted to talk about anymore. So having an awareness that these are things that may well come up and being ready to question those rules that you've put in place for yourself is a kind of, it's not even the first thing, it's like the pre thing. Um, And also that if you have got this new vision, that is, it's exciting, but it can be a little bit destabilising and can lead to some overthinking of, well, is this definitely it? Because I thought the last thing was definitely it. What I'd say is there's no thing that's definitely it. There's something that's it for now. And there was something that was it for then. And there'll be something that's it in the future. Um, It doesn't mean either of them or any of them are right or wrong. And there's also the mourning of an old vision. If you had a kind of focus before and you were going along quite happily and as it sounds like this is kind of a reaction from some feedback rather than a change that came from within there will be a little bit of a sadness about something that you're leaving behind or you're shifting not because you needed that change but because you want the change and that's that is a slightly different thing to navigate emotionally. So what I'm saying here is to not, it's not just about the practical steps that you need to take because you can start taking the practical steps and then this kind of like wrecking ball of emotions can just swing in and completely knock you off track if you're not expecting them. So just to go through this process with a lot of tenderness and kindness and noticing the things that you're feeling and thinking and being curious with them is a really good thing to remember as you start off. So getting into the more practical stuff, um, kind of what you what you said at the bottom is what a lot of people say which is yeah I really want to do it but I want to do it so so slowly that it's almost imperceptible that I'm doing it because then I don't have to face the fact that I'm actually doing it and I won't scare myself and it'll almost be like I'm not doing it at all (laughs) and and that's often something and that the excuse is well I don't want to rush you know I don't I don't want to do anything too quickly I want to be really measured with it um and there is a difference between rushing and going really slowly so if you're rushing you are not being thorough you're just getting something out to an arbitrary deadline you're doing things because you want to do them quickly rather than they're the right thing to do and there's a general feeling of panic around the whole thing. Going slowly is not the opposite of that. 
doing things in an organised and measured way is the opposite of that. They can happen quite quickly, but they just happen for the right reasons. And actually, when you are very organised and deliberate about the things that you're doing, they do happen quickly because they're organised and they're deliberate. You're not kind of looking around for things that you might potentially do and changing your mind and going down this tangent and that tangent. You're doing the work to get to the place. So I think just to, on a mental level, say I'm not rushing it, but I am doing it. So that's really the first thing. Let me tuck my chair in. Um, The first thing is to approach this by taking yourself seriously, but also lightly. So what I mean by that is you approach it with professionalism and the intention to do your best, but without an attachment to the outcome. And that is an incredibly difficult thing to do. But what we want to do here is be very realistic about an initial result of a brand new thing. And the fact that you're doing this off the back of feedback is a really good thing because you're reacting to what people are saying they want. But the trouble with when we do things based off the feedback that people have given us is that it gives us a false sense of security. And I have done this so many times, so, so many times, where I will create something specifically off the back of what people have said they wanted, and then it hardly sells, or it doesn't sell at all. And that becomes a real emotional roller coaster because you think, well, this is what you said you wanted. What more could I give you? But actually, There's a very, very, very big difference between what people say they want and what they do want and what they're willing to pay for. And that's not, and that's a kind of people thing and we all do it. Like I want things that I'm probably not willing to pay for, but also it's a timing thing, a cash flow thing. There's all sorts of factors that go into creating that gap between what people say they want and what they end up paying for. So what I'm getting at with this is to go into this with that organisation, that being deliberate, treating yourself really seriously and this isn't just a little idea that I'm going to try out this is something that I am putting in place for my business but I'm not expecting it to pay off like a fairy tale dream world on this first go what I'm doing is building really super strong foundations that this can continue to build on through my marketing through the way that I do business on a long-term basis. And actually, I think that makes it easier. I think when you go into something feeling like, oh, this is all going to be so great and I'm, everybody's going to love it at the end of this and once I've made a million pounds in three months' time, you know, my life's going to be changed. Um, but to actually go into it with 
a focus on the process and it being for yourself first and foremost it's a lot less of an emotive experience to make the thing so once now you're going into it with your taking yourself seriously but being very light with the outcome and um being invested in the process more than the result the key thing really is the breaking down to get started so looking at the project as a whole of you know what the redirection is um how that trans what parts need to come into a product or an offering and what parts are actually more the marketing um that needs to happen first and foremost because then you know how big of a job you've got so once you've broken it down into all its different parts so thinking of an endpoint and breaking it down set timelines set milestones and it doesn't matter if the timeline is six months it has to just be realistic and it has to be a timeline people quite often resist wanting to set time-based milestones and goals because they want to take it nice and slowly and not rush but actually what happens is when you don't have a timeline you don't have momentum and if you don't have momentum you don't have anything you're just picking at working on something but not really because how do you justify spending the time on it and when do you spend the time on it if there's no parameter it will just get pushed and pushed and pushed to the bottom of your to-do list because something else will always be more important so to make it important you have to set those timelines and this is something that we um in finish with confidence was a really big part of it and that some people did push back on but then found was almost the most important thing was having that ready-made timeline and setting their own milestones within it was the thing that got stuff done because it was the thing that meant they didn't push it off when something else more important came up they found they were better able to prioritize because they knew they had to tell me the following week that they'd done something so that's the timelines with the breaking down I've got a trick which is the same thing that I do whenever I have a big new project or new idea for a course or something that I want to work on it's that I simply ask myself three questions and I open a Google Doc and usually I have a kind of general idea at the top and then I ask, I well, and usually I'll have already have an idea of who it's for and it sounds like you already have an idea of who it's for because it's for your community and you, you know who they are. So the first question is, where are they now? So that person who this thing is going to be perfect for, where are they now? Where, how are they feeling? What problems are they experiencing? Um, What's holding them back? What's frustrating them? What do they wish was different? 
And then the second question is, where do they want to get to? What do they want to be different about their situation? Where will they feel better? How do they want to feel? What change do they want to have made? What transformation do they want to see? And then the third question is, what are the steps between the first place and the second place? What needs to happen for that person to go from where they are now to that place that they want to be? And that is your product. And depending on how many steps there are, it might be your product and your marketing. Like you might need to take them the first kind of three steps in your marketing and then the product takes them the last four or something like that. Um, But that is how you create a really customer-led product where you're not just doing what you think or what you believe or you want to do. You're really thinking about that transformation that the person wants and needs to have and how you can give it to them. So once you've got that a little bit more, that can help you to focus in on the project. So it becomes less of a this like big, overwhelming, open-ended idea and has some parameters around it. And then from that, you can start to break it down into the individual tasks because you'll know, well, here are the five lessons I need to create and here are the... 10 pieces of marketing I need to do before that and this is probably a good idea for a freebie and it starts to start to make a lot more sense um the other thing the last thing to think about is when you are setting up this deliberate organized plan is the first iteration is just the first iteration you will have to do a second option second version um and again this is something that we didn't finish with confidence and that people feel a lot better about is that there's this pressure when it's like okay make your plan there's the fear that the plan's not going to be right and also that you don't know what the end of the plan needs to be because you've and that's obvious I think we beat ourselves up about that of just like, oh gosh, well, I don't know what I need to do in four months time now. Because of course you don't. Of course you don't know what you need to do in four months time. Because that's step eight of a plan and you've not done step one or two yet. Of course you don't know fully what that part of the plan's going to be. You just need a sort of general idea that that's when you're going to do that bit of the project. But you don't need to have fully broken it down yet. So when you are approaching and going into it, don't think I need to plan this entire thing out with military precision. Just think about how you're going to get the first one, two, three parts of it done. That's your phase one. Focus on getting your phase one plan. And then once you get to the point of, well, I don't actually know what happens next you just put a draw a line in it and say well that's phase two and once I get to the end of phase one I'll plan phase two because actually you can't know what phase two needs to be until you know what happens in phase one it might be you you get halfway through and you're like nope I need to change this whole thing because it's not working 
Well, if you'd planned out a whole six-month project and found out in the first three weeks that what you'd planned wasn't working, what a waste of time. So I think that's the thing, is to be open and expectant to needing to change things up a bit and reacting to the things that you know now that you've done the work. You can't know until you've started. So start and then continually reassess so that you can build the best thing in the best way. So I hope that helps. That's just a real start at the approach side of it um, because that can be the big blocker really, isn't it? Once you do get going, it will tend to you'll be able to move on that momentum a little bit more but actually how do I take this big cloud of an idea and nail it into a plan is the hard bit so hopefully that gives you somewhere to jump off from but yes that's it for today I hope that you enjoyed this episode I would really love it if you shared it with anybody who's got their own big overwhelming new thing to hopefully make them feel a little bit less overwhelmed and otherwise I hope you have a really great week